Ballet Street. Oh, you can't make me choose. I go and buy Toyota. Sponsors T4. Fuck me, Lee Ryan's 13. <laughs> I remember we couldn't remember the word for table. This is Your Welcome America, the podcast that explains what the bloody hell Brits are banging on about. In every episode, we translate British pop culture for America and American pop culture for Britain. You're welcome. welcome. I am Ben. I am Fraser. Fraser Light Razor, and it's 2022. Woo, woo, woo. We're back. <laughs> we are back. Happy New Year, everyone. Yeah. And what a new year it's been so far. <laughs> How are you feeling over there? How are you doing? <laughs> Good. Uh, yeah, I did catch COVID over the New Year's break. You're just another statistic. I am. Yeah. Just another number over there. Yeah, so I did I did get that. That's, that was fun. Uh, but I'm fine. And everything's great. And science works. So that's the end of that one. Yeah. But I did get trapped inside my own apartment for quite a few days in a row. And yeah. And strangely, I did not catch it off you. Yeah, there you go. You're immune. Well, I, you know. Well, you you have said I. What did you say about me? Actually, <laughs> I said you've made a deal with the devil to spread it, but not have it. So you're just like a you're like a vessel for it, but you'll never have it yourself. Lovely. I have had it though. Remember, <laughs> yeah. you gave it to me last time. Uh, anyway, huh? <laughs> so normally on the podcast we do. Uh, I'm going to do a, f- a refresher for a new year. We take a British pop culture topic, we talk about it, work out the US equivalent. Then we take a US pop culture topic, we discuss it, dissect it, work out the UK equivalent. Because it is a new year, we're going to start off (laughs) this new year strong. We previously have just come off doing a Victoria Beckham documentary special. Mm -hmm. So if anything, we're really in kind of like a, just a quick Spice Girls documentary season is what we're in at the moment. Just before we get back to our (laughs) regular programming, so you will have seen already by the name of this episode, we're going to be doing Jerry Halliwell's documentary by Molly Deneen. What was it called? Just Jerry. Jerry. (laughs) We will get into that. We'll talk about that fun. (laughs) (laughs) What year is this, by the way? 1999 great year and i said my first note is they've got a lot of nerve captioning this youtube video hd (laughs) (laughs) i'd say we're riddled with riddled with visual and sound issues in this documentary there's a there's a buzz that plays for an hour and a half in your ear while you're watching it uh fraser is of course saying not of course but just letting you know if you do want to watch this documentary it is on youtube oh you have to watch it (laughs) so good before we get into it though shall we do some feedback As ever, if you want to get in touch with us, do just drop on down to our Instagram. You're welcome, America. (laughs) I I started saying that very confidently. That is correct. And our Twitter is You're Welcome USA, or you can email us on You're Welcome America podcast at gmail.com. That's You're Welcome, the letters you are, not Y O U R. And you can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. We'd love that. So, straight hot off the back of the. 2007 2021 extravaganza that was Victoria Beckham coming to America. We have a few comments. So yeah, Ben O'Neill 2 on our Instagram said, don't know what my fave part is. The DMV retouching, hitting an inflatable VB with a belt and shouting belt up. The drunk (laughs) dolphin woman. I mean, he's right. (laughs) Oh, I almost couldn't remember how to do a dolphin noise then. That was major. There you go. (laughs) So thank you for that. Also, we did mention your nemesis last episode, which was Bolly Bollerson. 
Yeah, I have not, due to my my COVID, uh, you know, problem that I had, I didn't manage to fly back to the UK to burn it to the ground. So what's going on with it? So uh, Camille said, so Bolly Bollerson had a fair queue outside on Saturday night. That was two weeks ago. I mean, that was really Omicron Central in the UK two weeks ago. What a horrible place to catch it as well. Imagine if you had to trace it back to Bolly Bollerson. Or imagine getting the email from Bolly Bollerson saying, Hey, ball fans, um, if you like <laughs> drop by the pit on Saturday night, afraid to say 39 of our guests have reported they've got COVID. Oh, you know they call them ballers. <gasps> they, of course they do. Oh, that so, branding is just oh, disgusting. God. I mean, we are we are obviously going to go the next time the two of us are in London. Which oh, is, of course. Which is half past never. <laughs> and we're going to record an episode from one of the pits. Yeah, from, yeah it's going to be from inside of Bolly Bollison. <laughs> The sound <laughs> issues are going to be phenomenal. <laughs> More than normal. Anything going on within the DMs, babes? So we have a wild back-to-back uh, DMs from Niall in London. He's given us some feedback on the Jerry app, which feels very apropos of uh, this episode that we're about to do. Um, so he says, just quick shout out on the Jerry app. And it's just really a list of things. Jerry and her tribute song to George Michael, Angel in Chains. Jerry and Robbie Williams. Uh, Jerry and Chris Evans with three scissor emojis. Jerry and Sex the City cameo. Samantha Jones! Jerry and her comeback single, Half of Me. And uh, Jerry and her iconic Insta post, Hello, I'm on the Train. So it's just really just a list of things about Jerry. I think he's saying things that we forgot to talk about, but, you know, maybe we'll cover them on this episode. And then just a separate DM from him that just says, Richard Rogers, Millennium Dome architect dies at 88. <laughs> <laughs> Just a link to a BBC News article on December the 18th, which is, you know, important. Because do you know what? Richard Rogers in 1999, oh God, he was busy. Yeah, he had a lot on his plate. He was defending those plans ago. Also, separate note, shout out to Crystal in the UK. She got in touch today. She's watching Entrapment in the UK. <laughs> and actually, let me just read that message. It wasn't direct feedback, but just thinking about the year 1999 and the Millennium Bug and many of our favourite, favourite things. Crystal slash Colin said, I think if you make a drinking game using Y2K slash Millennium Bug references, plus any lasers or laser related moments, you've got a fun night ahead. Ooh. So that's just a shout out to the movie Entrapment from the year <laughs> 1999 with Sean Connery and Catherine Zeta. Gorgeous. Yeah. We'll see a different James Bond <laughs> suddenly just behind a door in this uh, documentary at some point. Oh my God, this is going to be a James Bond heavy episode, actually. <laughs> okay. Before we get into this documentary, I just have to tell you about something really, really small that happened to me yesterday. Okay. I went for a hike in Griffith Park, and I will say Griffith Park is normally the more kind of sedate uh, hiking place in LA mm-hmm. rather than Runyon. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of people displaying a lot of Runyon behavior in Griffith Park Uh-oh. yesterday, which I was not happy about. Lots of Insta posts being made and people being really annoying. But I did walk past, I went to the observatory as part of my kind of walk and this, I saw the saddest thing. It was like oh. a grubby, like a person in a grubby Cookie Monster costume, like trying to get money like you would on Hollywood Boulevard, but all the way up at Griffith, Griffith Park Observatory. And like, it was this grubby Cookie Monster and he had like a mask on. Like a, he'd made a big mask to put over the Cookie Monster face. It made me feel so sad. <laughs> I just really had to say that I had to share it with someone. It's really weighing on my brain. I thought, <laughs> first of all, I thought this was going to be connected to Jerry somehow. Absolutely not. Secondly, I thought there was going to be something lovely and uplifting to start the episode with. No, much like this episode, it started off sounding like something good and it just became incredibly sad and childlike. <laughs> <laughs> so we are talking about the Jerry Halliwell documentary, Jerry, a film by Molly Deneen. First up, now, as we said, watch <laughs> along on YouTube, the font. Yeah. And and I will say just real quick is 
when we did the Victoria Beckham episode, as we started, I remember describing it as wafer thin. This is, uh, if that was wafer thin ham, this is a healthy, healthy slice of gammon. (laughs) Thick, thick gammon. This is like that giant, giant roast ham you have on Christmas dinner. And you forget because you had the turkey and someone's like... (laughs) We've also got the roast ham. Oh, oh no. I'm, I'm too full. <laughs> yeah. So we've got some real, real gammon to get through in yeah. this one. But yeah, you're right. This font. The pink what? font. It, it feels like it was the documentarian's choice in trying to do like a Jerry style. It felt like an off-brand Jerry, you know, like an unauthorized biography would have had that font on it. Mm-hmm. Felt like she was going for Jerry, but it didn't work. Is there, is, what's the deodorant, is it secret? Secret in America, sure, in the UK. So Secret in America, I think, has a similar font. Yeah, it does. Or like a secret commercial from 1999 would look like yeah. that font. How <laughs> well, is this, this opening? Well, it opens on? on some frenzied news footage. Multiple news outlets. BBC News. ITN News. <laughs> Channel 4 News, I think. Sky. Sky News. Yes, of course. And a lot of, a lot of kind of, not, not to get into TV rights, but a lot of uh, fair usage uh, footage <laughs> at the beginning of this one. And, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to give a shout out to, to someone reading aloud. What's happened to Jerry? She's gone missing from the spice rack. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So the, the, the crux of this is that Jerry's gone missing. Mm-hmm. Not that she's left the Spice Girls. She's gone missing. Well, did you ever, on my my Spice Girls homemade VHS where I recorded Spice Girls related things off the TV, Mm. I did have that National Lottery Oh yeah, Get Well Soon, Jerry. Yeah, and and Carol Simone's like, hey, isn't there one of you missing? And Melby's like, yeah, Jerry's sick. Get well soon, Jerry. So So where where is she? Where are we? What's going on? So we then cut to, Jerry's (laughs) obviously bought herself a camcorder. And she has it positioned uh, directly facing her. And she says, um, hi, it's Jerry. It's the 29th of May. And yesterday I left the Spice Girls permanently. So. And where are we? We're in. Oh, my God. We're in the most gorgeous, glamorous hotel room <laughs> in Paris. I just can't stop thinking about. Oh, no. Je ne regret rien. I'm surprised she did not sing that at some point in this hotel room in Paris. She um, she also says that today is Mel B's birthday, ironically. Yeah. She's 25 in this. That's what I wrote. She's 25. So just, I want to give us some more context as well. Okay, <laughs> so just to really, really center ourselves. So the Spice Girls tour was going on at this stage. Saw them uh, on either April 4th or 5th, 1998. Oh, wow, you looked up the date. At the SECC Concert Hall 4. <laughs> That's what I found in the Wikipedia. Anyway. <laughs> So it's the 29th of May, 1998, and she left on the 28th of May, 1998. So they had gigs in Oslo on both of those dates. Oh, shit. So I don't know if she did, I think, so I remember, oh my God, so many things to say, <laughs> Richard E. Grant, when he was introducing <laughs> them at the Return of the Spice Girls a press conference, which I famously attended, he said that Jerry did... A bunker in Oslo, i.e. she left in Oslo, or did she, did she, anyway. <laughs> did a bunker. Did a bunker. So she's, I don't know if she did either of those gigs in Oslo or not. I'm not sure. Yeah. It's wild. I don't think she did. And I found, I found a, a video of a YouTube of them in Oslo and they're just performing the four of them. But not, they haven't like changed their, their oh, blocking. There's just their like spacing. a hole in there. There's just a space. <laughs> oh God. Worth noting, she's got those tiny little, uh, tiny little butterfly clips in her hair when she's talking about Mel B's birthday. Do you remember the little ones? Like they're oh, like yeah. the little mini ones that girls would. You do like a, 
if you were really crazy, you'd do your hair up and there'd be all those little butterfly clips like around the bit that's up. Or maybe some twists with individual tiny little butterfly clips yeah. in it. Mm-hmm. Gorgeous. Really good. Really stunning. Oh my God. This is, this is, I mean. There's a lot to there's say. There's already a lot. Also, I, as, <laughs> as, as intense and, I don't want to say laughable, but, and I don't want to say insane, but as extreme as this documentary gets, pretty cool that she decided to do this. Yeah. It's also the most Jerry thing of all time. Completely. I'm going to film myself in the most intense situation ever for, to put out into the world. Yeah. But also, I'm so glad she did. Well, she's a very, she's a very early model of a, almost like an influencer type, like someone who actively wants to document like every part of their life. It's pretty, you know, I know there's people who came before her that did it, but it's, it's, Slightly narcissistic, but also very good for us. Oh, so good for us. Should we get to that press conference? Yeah, I just, I, I actually can't remember why I wrote this note. I just said, this man's eyebrows at the press conference. I think there was one member of the press, I think, whose eyebrows were so long that they were as long as his hair. Oh. Like, f- truly, like, flapping in the breeze, his eyebrows were that long. <laughs> Is that, that's not Jerry's solicitor? No, it, I think it was a member of the press, core. Also... The phrase solicitor, <laughs> much like in the UK, you would refer to as a therapist as a, a counselor, Yeah, <laughs> referring to a lawyer as a solicitor. <laughs> Love that. Which ironically, here you'd call them counsel. <laughs> the world goes round, doesn't What's it? What's it like? <laughs> um, so th- this is the point where the documentarian, when Molly's voiceover, she kind of basically says that Jerry calls her in at this point to take over filming, right? Yes. So I've just written... My next stage of notes, I've written Paris, Molly steps in. Yeah, I've written in all caps, tax exile in Paris. <laughs> yes. What is happening with this so tax Jerry exile situation? Jerry is a tax exile in Paris. So this, I mean, when we do meet her accountant later, who I've got a real story about and I've gone into. Oh, God. So clearly the past couple of years, so they must have started really earning money in 96. It's now 1998. We've had about two years of solid earning millions yeah. and millions of pounds. Clearly... And, and they're never in one place at one time. So clearly their accountant said, you know what? If you're traveling all the time, you're earning all this money, let's just register you in like Switzerland or right, something. Right, right, right. It's like the Shakira thing, right? What's the Shakira thing? There's something about where Shakira registered for her taxes. Oh. And she doesn't, and she hasn't been enough of a resident there to actually, there's something happening. So I don't know any of my facts. I think, I yeah, I essentially think that Jerry is registered to, much like us, a barge in international waters. And that's where her her HMRC letters and correspondence go to. Right. So she can only spend a limited amount of time in the UK every year. I think that's what it is. Right. Well, they say it so much in this that she's in tax exile in France that I googled tax exile in French. It's exil fiscal. So Uh, from this moment on, I'll only refer to it as exil fiscal. And also thinking about I'm really defending being a tax exile now. Well... (laughs) tracks but um if they i mean they were meant to be traveling the whole world for 1998 so looking ahead your accountant would go well the thing is you're not going to be here this year <laughs> anyway it's just very funny that all this chaos is happening and she's in exile financial in, in paris in the most gorgeous hotel so she's <laughs> on so yeah molly has stepped in this filmmaker mm. and she is now she's now taking over the reins they're on a, the hotel terrace. Yeah. So she's got, clearly got a gorgeous hotel suite. Mm. You can see the Eiffel Tower and it's got this hotel terrace. And 
Jerry does this thing where she's like clambering around, being like, Molly, I, I'm, cl- I'm, I was up here the other day climbing around. I thought the press saw me. They, they thought I might be committing suicide. It's like, oh god. Yeah, there's some the the relationship between Jerry and Molly is very Valerie Cherish and uh, what's the what's the Jane. Jane Jane yeah it's very Valerie and Jane. There's a, there's a, some real darkness happening between the two of them. So on this hotel terrace, Jerry is wearing a very simple grey dress. <laughs> I, I, I wrote, is it a silk camisole? Oh, Maybe. is it? I don't know. It's like a baby doll camisole kind of number. She. So I remember as a fan at this time being really disappointed with what she wore. Because like, mm. oh, she's being so boring. Too now simple. I look at it, I'm like, she looks she, great. She is so chic and pared back. She looks fantastic in nearly every shot of this entire documentary. Oh, she, she looks, looks great. <laughs> glowing. Yeah. Um. Meanwhile... There are head to toe, like, waiters in full tuxedo drag <laughs> just bringing cloches. Yes, yeah, so you know, many cloches. A word that I only know from working in Come Dine With Me. Yeah. Like those silver reveal cloche oh, things. I only know the word cloche from working in television because okay, every, great. like, UK dumb show that you work on, they're like, we just need to do a. Re- oh, why don't we bring it in on one of those things? And you're like, it's called a cloche. Cloche. And, and they're just arranging sun loungers. This is the mo- She's a tax exile. There is a documentary filmmaker. There is, we're in Paris, there are cloches. This is the most glamorous <laughs> setup of all time. I like the stripy sunbeds as well. Very oh. nice. And then at this point, thanks to the exil fiscal, all of a sudden, which which the documentarian Molly keeps mentioning, uh, she says, we're on, we're on the move. And we basically see Jerry clip-clopping in a pair of heels. Oh. I'd say a pair of mules uh, through uh, the Eurostar terminal. So yeah, this next next section I've just called Eurostar. I've, I I thought they were platform shoes, and she's got black pants and a crisp white shirt. Yeah, business like. So business like. She's got she's got a copy of maybe a copy of a paper, and she's got a cappuccino. Yeah. You know, <laughs> love it. This is also just going back to the tech tax facile exil de Frances. <laughs> do you not think now if someone tried to do that, being a tax exile like that, everyone would really oh yeah talk about it. also. She was meant to be like an emblem of the UK yeah. wearing a Union Jack dress <laughs> and she's a tax exile. Anyway. Yeah, it's all very like Gary Barlow, all that kind of darkness that happened oh, not yeah. so long ago with all their tax exile stuff. So she hops on to the Eurostar <laughs> and there, <laughs> there uh, she has a copy of the Daily Mail. And what's, yeah. what's so poetic about this, the Daily Mail has a photo of her in the grey dress that we just saw in the yeah. scene before. And um, <laughs> it says that it, it has the, the, the phrase natural spice right. written on it. Yeah. And then Molly <laughs> says, you look like Fergie. Oh, no. Don't say that. <laughs> Not Fergie Ferg. So good. <laughs> so good. And we have a very odd interaction with Hugo, a very posh... <laughs> I was like, how did you find out his name? I was like, oh, okay. I worked backwards from the uh, the autograph. So Hugo, this very odd, I'm assuming some kind of odd French to English banker or some weirdo that was going on the Eurostar. Well, he's, well, he's just to be clear, he's very English. Very English. But I meant like posh, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, he basically it says a very long-winded roundabout way. He's like, oh, you know, you're just, you know, I think I think actually you look great in this picture. You know, your your, your natural shine shines really your, shining through. Your character really yeah. comes through. At one point, I think he says war paint about her usual makeup. I was like, all right, Hugo, calm down. But anyway, Jerry's very touched by this and she signs his shirt with a biro. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, let's get out that chunky, chunky Nokia, translation Nokia for uh, US uh, listeners. Yeah. 
So Jerry has a call with her lawyer. Mm. And Jerry says, she's talking about the documentary. She's like, no, 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 no. And Molly's filming all of this. Jerry's like, no, 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 it's fine. I'm in complete control. If, you know, if there's something serious, they'll leave the room. Um, so she gets off the call and Molly's like, do, do you know what, Jerry? I, I was listening to your call and actually, uh, you know, you don't have complete control of this. That was quite a good Molly impression, yeah. right? Um, but she's a bit more firm. That she, um, sorry, Jerry. It's a bit, sorry, Jerry. Uh yeah, so Jerry's Molly essentially says to Jerry, I'm not going to follow you for months for you then to be like, no, don't show any of this. <laughs> yeah, and then Jerry does some classic Jerry speak, which she, so she kind of goes, yeah. And then she does this whole thing, which I didn't even bother writing it down. Jerry's really good at saying a lot of things and also saying nothing at the same time. Yeah. So she kind of just goes on this big long thing where she kind of agrees with Molly, but then talks about how she wouldn't do a documentary that would make her look like a fool. But, you know, yikes. That one's that one's still to come. I well, that documentary, <laughs> the yeah. other one, yeah. yeah. Because overall, this documentary doesn't make doesn't. It's just fascinating. Mm. I think it's it seems like a very honest. Yeah, this feels portrayal. like more of a an actual time capsule of a moment, whereas the other Jerry documentary is a full on like just trip into darkness. It's yeah, really bad. So <laughs> they use too much to transition us to to Sotheby's, and we get like too much. We get the song too much, but then with lots of footage from like. Is it just footage of the video that we saw at that bit, or is it like some footage of Jerry's outfits? Because it's kind of used to transition us to her, transition us to her outfits at Sotheby's. But I really, I just wrote down, I just love too much. It that song really makes me feel something. Mm. That like beginning, like because it makes me it makes me feel instantly Christmassy, and it makes me feel like a child. I get like childlike Christmas feeling when I hear it. Well, speaking of, we are at Sotheby's. And- <laughs> <laughs> and Jerry is auctioning off some Spice memorabilia, including the dress that she wears the opening of Spice World, the movie, yeah. when they're singing too much atop the pops. Yeah. It's that white one that's like... It's girl power. Girl power, it? freedom, blah, 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 blah. That's, that's up for... That's under the hammer, <laughs> yeah. that one. Also, we've got the... The, the red booby dress, the Jess, the Jessica Jessica Chastain, yes. Jessica Simpson, <laughs> Jessica Rabbit style Jessica dress, Alba, Jessica Alba, Jessica Lang, <laughs> Jessica Fletcher. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, we've got that dress. Jessica Beale. Sorry, I had to get all of them out. We've got that dress from the Brit Awards. Yep. And then, of course, we have um, the Union Jack dress as well. And the trapeze. Yeah, that trapeze <gasps> uh, dress trapeze outfit for when she kissed Prince Charles on the cheek. Yes, and also the Elvis costume she wore, I think it was the MTV Awards yeah. in Vegas. So good. Big shout out to, so basically Molly tells at this point, it's like, and this is the last chance for members of the public to take a look. Big shout out to just really quick shot of some woman who looks literally like she's wandered in from doing her like Tesco shop. She's like, oh, what's going on? And then a really big shout out to this kind of glamorous older woman who just tries on like a, a black fur jacket of Jerry's and kind of just goes like, oh, okay. Yeah, doesn't, <laughs> doesn't quite fit, but okay. Also... Why are members of the public coming in and trying the things on? It it didn't seem like there should be people able just to rummage through like racks of Jerry's clothes. (laughs) It felt like the the key pieces were behind glass, but that felt like, yeah, there was almost like just a rail. She's like, oh, and just some of that stuff. Yeah. Although I do think that black thing maybe was slight. Was it that black thing that she wears in Spice World when they're on the balcony and talking to Jennifer Saunders? I wish it were. I think it's more... Manta Ray? Mm. Well, maybe it is. Maybe it is. I felt like that was more of a long flowing kind of almost like a robe. And that woman looked like she was trying on like a bolero jacket. Do you know what? We've got so much more to talk about. I <laughs> yeah. don't know why we're talking about the bolero jacket. There's also a young fan who's like sniffing and crying. And Molly's like, excuse me. Um, 
just want to know why why you're crying, why why you're why you're so upset. And Molly says, I mean, she's not dead. <laughs> Talking about Jerry. Yeah, Molly has a little bit of an attitude throughout this documentary that's fun to hear, but also a bit annoying. But yeah, and that girl said she's just like I'm just thinking about all the good stuff they've done. It's like, yeah, you're right. She's thinking about how much she loves the Spice Girls. Leave her alone, Molly. Yeah. So meanwhile, Jerry's, she's on her way to Sotheby's and she's like in a a slick black suit. She looked gorgeous in that shot. And she's talking about Ginger. She's Mm. talking about her alter ego. And she said that she represents her wild child days. And there's a really weird shot where Molly really zooms in on her nose. Yeah. If you saw that. (laughs) No, and that's when I wrote, she looks really beautiful in this because I was like, she can really withstand like an extreme close up. Yeah. Gorgeous. Molly's camcorder. (laughs) And they're talking about a number of things. Mm. They're talking about why she left yeah and she said that she just couldn't stay she had no choice she was put in that situation and one member in particular wanted her out <laughs> mel b mm. excuse me and really molly molly <laughs> has a bit of a voiceover and she says that it all came down to jerry being denied uh being allowed to do a solo interview about breast cancer yeah but there's a great line from molly where she says Actually, uh, Jerry had handed her notice in a, a while back. And I was like, handed a notice in to like HR. Who's that? Emma. Of course I was in HR. She handles all the HR problems for oh, sure. Lovely Emma. My chunk of issue and just going off to see Emma. And I'd be like, sit down. We'll I get you should a make you a cup of tea. Yeah, exactly. She's like, Jerry, can we just talk about this over a cup of tea? Oh. Well, Je- what Emma has said after she left that week, they're all like trying to call her and be like, what are you doing? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> So Jerry is briefed before going to the auction, yeah, and they're we're like, having a, a PR meeting PR with uh, meeting. Jonathan ha- Jonathan Hackford of Freud Communications. Oh, yeah, names. I wrote down a lot of captions. Um, and uh, this is one of her. This is her first public, proper public yeah. appearance since leaving the Spice Girls. And they're saying, you know, they might ask you, "Are you happy you're no longer a Spice Girl?" And Jerry Jerry says, "Well, for that, I'll, I'll just say, are you happy?" What is happiness? <laughs> yeah, she literally says, "I'll just, I'll just get really deep, and they'll be fine." <laughs> <laughs> and we get, and we get a wonderful scene where she's in the bathroom. She's, the, she's literally on the toilet, I believe, like doing a wee and talking to Molly behind the toilet door. Oh my god! And then she pops out, and you notice what she does? She gets, she's like ch- chatting away to Molly. She gets her makeup bag, and you hear <laughs> she gets a touche hear, click, 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 click. She gets her touche clet out and starts putting on her touche clet under her eyes. What a what a makeup thing of a product of a time, eh? The thing that gets click, me click, click, throughout click. this whole thing is that for the, all these events, Jerry's just doing her own makeup. Yeah, her, she's literally something that you and I make a joke of. She's literally bunging her hair up all the time. She's bunged it up, and because she's twenty five, <laughs> she looks gorgeous the whole time. So, oh, she, the, oh, she's putting on her black dress. There's a lot of there's a lot of shots of her talking really deeply about things while she's struggling to zip up her dress. Mm-hmm. And Molly goes, "Just reach over your head and do it." <laughs> she's regretting her tattoos. Oh yeah, here she regrets her tattoos. She says they think she thinks they, they look cheap. Does she still have them? I don't know. It's hard to tell in the Rainbow Woman era, isn't it? Yeah, when those <laughs> those Elizabethan costumes exactly. that she puts herself into white Rolex that we're seeing. <laughs> <laughs> those Elizabethan ruffs that she pops on, and then so she, at this point, the the Sotheby's auction start is like starting, and we're seeing her kind of <laughs> backstage at Sotheby's, and like, this is the first of many times in this documentary where I said, "Oh my god, I feel so nervous for her." I was <laughs> I got like really really invested in like the pressure that she was under, and then I also loved that the, the uh, there's like. Sotheby's models modeling her outfits to no music so good and also the models 
where were these models booked from? Are they meant to look like Jerry or not? I no, don't know. It what's was going very, on. very curious. It felt like there was at the last minute they were like, "Oh fuck!" I, do you feel like there's like a Sotheby's employee that's always like, "She's like, okay, fine, I'll do it." But like <laughs> modeling to no music, while someone's just like. 35, and then Jerry Halliwell Waters and the 99 Brit Awards. And she's literally just like, la, 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 la. I would love to be, I'll apply for that job. Sotheby's model. <laughs> <laughs> just modeling pop stars garments for everyone. They're all tat. So Jerry comes out cause she's going to auction off the star item, the Union Jack dress. And she, she is just a, a pro though. Isn't yeah, she? She is. With the crowds. She's an old hoofer. She's, she really, She'd be the first to admit, like, I have no idea how an auction works, but I'm just going to stand up here and just charm you all. Yeah. Jerry auctions off the star item for £36,000. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Really fun. Then we have a very panic-inducing moment where there's just, like, a real scramble of press trying to talk to her. And her bloody car's been moved on. She's That really stressed me out. Abandoned in Bond Street. Yeah. The car's moved on. Jonathan Hackford of Freud Communications just screaming into a Nokia 3210 to bring that car back around. That really stressed me out. And she goes into like a a Ralph Lauren or something like that. Yeah. And then Jerry's like, oh wait, who's got my briefcase? Oh, I I just kept writing, where's Jerry's bag? Where's No, but she said (laughs) briefcase. briefcase. What's inside that briefcase? Two chiclet. Okay, got it. (laughs) When she had that dress folded up in the in the briefcase, you know, like a European traveller, like a businessman. Well, she's just been to... Exactly. She, she just saw Hugo she's the Eurostar. Exil Texon Sauton. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and afterwards, in general, she just says that she feels ecstatic and charged. I feel loved. Yeah. Good for her. Yeah. The next day, however... Mm. Oh, yeah. She's reading, reading the papers. And they're like, they're basically... Isn't, there's just like an article that she reads out where they're essentially saying that she's like lost all of her like ginger spice charm yeah and there are phrases in it like power dressed dreary how jerry lost all her spice it's like what do you want yeah you're either she either where's the trapeze artist outfit yeah well you you call her like yeah they would have said slot old sotheby's or something exactly or (laughs) not the most imaginative headline or she's selling all her costumes for a good cause and like oh she's boring now yeah what? <laughs> it really is vicious. Yeah. Do you know what? We are in ta- tax exile. We ah, need to get back to France. Pardon, l'exil fiscal. Mm-hmm. Uh, dans oui. le, l'hôtel uh, dans le Paris, en la rue de Sanc, Charles de Sanc. Well, and also bearing in mind, she uh, must have bought a return ticket. Allure-tu? Ah, la billet. Mm-hmm. Le billet return pour l'exil fiscal. Durostat. I'd love to think of a French person hearing what I just said. Just the most garbled nonsense. I know the words. Don't know how to string them together. So we are back in the hotel. We're on that terrace. And she has a meeting with her accountant. Yeah. In a um, bikini. Char- yeah. Jer- Jerry's <laughs> in a bikini. Um, Her accountant, Charles Bradbrook. Okay. Yep. Let me tell you something about him. I did a little digging. So he has been all of their accountants for a while. And at one point, maybe in like 2014... He was David and Victoria Beckham's accountant. Mm-hmm. And I found this article <laughs> about David Beckham for a while really, really wanted a knighthood and was and was kind of oh, yeah. unofficially petitioning for it. Yeah. And it all got leaked how angry he was that. because of an email with Charles Bradbrook. <laughs> and th- that was the email that got leaked. Oh, shit. So I thought I just really enjoyed that. Yeah, so we're not in safe waters with Charles Bradbrook. Mm-mm. I wrote at this point, I miss Jerry's old voice. Just, she was just talking in this scene and I just loved her like raspy 
like raspy Jerry voice that she had back in this day. She's gone just a little lady of the manor these days. Yeah. But this is like the in-between stage where it's definitely poshed up a bit. Yeah. This, this feels like she's, she's balancing out, but I like, I like, I just like, she's just a little more like, whereas yeah, now she's kind of, yeah. Lady of the manor. Anyway, we have a wild conversation about her dad dying at this point. Well, I mean, there's so much going on. First of all, as you said, she's in her sunflower bikini, <laughs> yep. having a meeting through her accountant on that terrace in the hotel, <laughs> and she's planning a book. Oh, yeah, that's which it. Which she's pitching to her accountant, yes. apparently. <laughs> Meanwhile, there's another there's another woman there who we discover later is Tor Williamson, Jerry's PA. Oh, yeah. She, she seems, seems like a, 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 a lot of incredibly posh people in her life. <laughs> yeah, she does. Tor. And then, uh, yeah, Jerry is talking about what's going to be in her book, anorexia, bulimia, and then she talks about her dad dying. Yeah. Because she starts writing a letter to Prince Charles for advice and support. Yeah. <laughs> I find this, I find this utterly charming. Yeah, it, it feels, it, it's the kind of thing you would have read about at the time being like, Jerry wrote to Charles, it's like, oh, whatever. And then you're like, oh, you see her in that, that daisy print bikini on the rooftop of her Exile Financiel Hotel. You're like, oh yeah, she's actually, this is how it kind of she is. And it's, <laughs> it's so sweet. She's essentially writing letters to lots of high profile people who she's met or respects or has connections to just asking for their advice. Like, what do I do next? Right. I just think that's so charming, but she's, she needs Molly's help. She's like, Molly, help me. Come on. <laughs> and then she says to Molly, come on, Molly, you don't need your brain to film. <laughs> yeah. That felt very, that also felt very Valerie and Jane, didn't it? Yeah. She's like, Jane, Jane, is it, is it sincerely? Is that what I write? Jane. And Jane's like, I, I, I can't help you, Valerie. It felt, <laughs> yeah, very Valerie and Jane. Still in France. <laughs> we have a wild, wild change of location <laughs> that Molly decides to cover with the line, the arguments continue, but the location's changed. <laughs> <laughs> now we're at George Michael's villa. And I was like, I almost fell off my chair. I was like, George Michael's villa. <laughs> and Jerry's telling, no sign of George Michael just yet, but jo- Jerry is telling Molly, I mean, you're my world. You're my mate. And she talks about how... Um, People who enter her world become her mates. I mean, no wonder she had her accountant, you know, for that glass of water in the terrace. And um, But she talks about her friends back in Watford. Um, essentially, she's saying that, well, it's sort of implied that she basically needs some some rich international friends. Yeah, she does. Which is kind of true. Yeah, she's, she's like, that, her, uh, isn't Molly's, she's like, oh, well, why, why can't they come? She's like, oh, you know, they can't. They've got like kids and stuff. <laughs> And then we meet her friend later, and I do like the idea of that, that woman that had the baby at the house. Yeah. She's just like, she's like, Jerry, I can't come to George Michael's villa. I'm, I'm busy. I've yeah. got a baby. Yeah. I've got to go to Tesco's. <laughs> so they try to go out for dinner, um, but it gets aborted, and Molly's filming the, the paparazzi. Yeah, he together. definitely pushes Molly in the, like, with the camera kind of in the face. In a way that's a little more of an assault than I think we realised at the time. But the nineties, the nineties is France. Oh, you know the body's there. Le paparazzi, I'm dans la rue, la camera, photographique, la Jerry falls over in the street trying to get into her car. That's pretty fun. And then <laughs> we're, we're out of France. We fly wildly to Berkhamsted. <laughs> Berkham, Berkhamsted. 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 Who knows? It's September 1998. <laughs> well, Jerry's bloody brother's picked her up. It's her brother, Max. <laughs> it's Max. <laughs> Max has some some small but impactful dark moments in this documentary, <laughs> all masked behind just a, like a fun older brother smile. Yeah. <laughs> so Jerry has rented a cottage at the back of a dairy farm. <laughs> And her mum's come for the day to clean. Yeah, I'm sorry. I have to read the line verbatim that Molly decided to write down and record. Okay. 
Jerry's mother, who is Spanish, has come for the day to clean. <laughs> like Molly, <laughs> I, I don't know why you needed to address that Anna was Spanish, but she is. Now, Anna is a star in this documentary. <laughs> Never not washing up. Well, she, well, her her job was a cleaner. She's know, a professional she, cleaner, so she's always just cleaning. She's never not standing at that yellow wash, plastic washing up bowl, washing up those disgusting mugs and plates. I love her. Oh. Love her. So, Jerry's received at the dairy farm <laughs> a letter from Charles. But it didn't it turn out that he'd sent the letter before she sent her letter. It was like a preemptive, he'd already sent like a preemptive oh, really? letter. Yeah, oh, I, I didn't pick up on that. Tor saying that. So I thought that was really sweet. But then I just became very fixated on the yellow plastic <laughs> washing up bowl in the sink. And the plates and just the decor of this cottage are wild. Well, I took a picture of the, the sign that uh, Jerry has hanging up in her bedroom. I, just, I sent it to you. Where is it? Crazy, Crazy sexy, sexy, strong and proud. This vamping vixen babe is loud. I'll take my chances, roll the dice, because Jerry is my favorite spice. <laughs> now, is that unauthorized merchandise that someone found and signed and gave to Jerry? Or has someone got like a, a really early color printer and they've written that? <laughs> what, where is this from? I don't know. It all felt very, it did feel like it was done on a... An inkjet. <laughs> that heavy, heavy wet paper from an inkjet. Yeah. It's a funky red font. Can we talk about the decor in this bedroom that she goes into? Well, up on the wall, there is Jerry's accolade from the sun, sexiest female. And there's also a smash hits award in the corner. What decor were you referring to? Well, there's a lot to take in in this bedroom. There's the, the pine the pine kind of dresser that the smash hits award. She spends a lot of time in this documentary standing in front of that, Mm -hmm. like a pine chest of drawers. Yeah. There's wild, wild, like really bright blue curtains in this room and kind of a lime green bedding set on the bed. And then just, I don't know if you noticed, but just peeking around, I don't know what you call it because it's not a, you know, like dado rail goes in the middle What's that? What's it like? What's it called when you have the thing near the top? At the top, what is that? What's the wording? It's like a real nineties thing. We had it in my house growing up. We had like a thick line of something, but in that house, in that bedroom, it's like green, like vines. It's like a leaf design all around the top. Like a border. Yeah, it's like a border, but very specifically the border between like the roof and the top of the wall. There's like a. I want to say like a frieze, but I don't think that's the right word either. Mm -hmm. We definitely we had all kinds of. Our house was filled with so many dado rails and this and that things <laughs> chopping up walls i don't know what my mum was doing <laughs> sorry I'm, I'm getting really carried away but there was also just on the walls felt like a real changing rooms sponge effect had been used in that cottage to be fair jerry has not decorated this cottage i'm, I'm not saying this is her fault i just say I, I can't not talk about it it is jerry just <laughs> wanting to live at the back of a dairy farm which is very very sweet and the way she talks to all the people who work on the farm she's like she's like hey tim well when she yeah, you got yeah. the eggs when yeah she, when she says goodbye to him there's like a really sweet moment where she's basically just like thank you for like protecting me and not giving me away to anyone and oh. i think he like genuinely that farmer like just did it's really sweet oh so uh, jerry also finds a picture of her dad and shows it to molly to which molly says god he looks nice <laughs> I was like, what? It's just a picture of an old man. What What do you mean? Yeah, see, at this point she started, uh, in my notes I wrote, she starts wanging on about cosmic shopping lists. So I wasn't listening to this and I just got really transfixed with the decor and okay. that, that white boombox behind her. Well, cosmic shopping lists. So Jerry, Jerry essentially invents uh, manifestation. <laughs> yes. 
Because at the time watching this, everyone, this must have blown everyone's mind, but she essentially manifests things that she wants. <laughs> yes. So she writes a, um, a list in the present tense of, um, I want happiness and health. Uh, my house is my sanctuary. It's all present tense. Right. And she puts the back of a photo and she updates it every year. That's all it is, basically. <laughs> like Noel Edmonds. Remember when he became the face of like cosmic ordering? But that's cosmic ordering. Is that the same thing? Yeah, this was cosmic shopping lists. I'm... Who knows? <laughs> I mean, it feels like semantics, but anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, my notes now just say uh, we've moved to the kitchen and I've noticed <laughs> that the, the the pattern is not leaves around the top of the, the wall. It's actually like bunches of grapes. <laughs> <laughs> and then I've just Lovely. written in capital, these bowls and mugs. Oh, I, we definitely have. We them. had those bowls and yeah, mugs. For so sure. They're very colourful 90s um, din- dinnerware with colourful fruits on them. Yeah, chunky. Yeah. Everything's very thick. Thick, thick mugs. Well, they will last in the dishwasher, okay? <laughs> Jerry, so Jerry never... <laughs> Jerry never her wanted... One, Jerry. Jerry's mum never wanted her to become a star. And Jerry's mum says that she was angry with her dad for helping Jerry mm. to become a star. So that's all going on. Can I read my favourite next quote? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Jerry's chosen an Australian to edit her autobiography to give it more of an international feeling. What? <laughs> Did he write it in an Australian accent? I mean, what does this mean? So yes, Good so eye, my name's Jerry. <laughs> so they're now rifling through a suitcase of photos. Oh, what I would autobiography. to have unfettered access to those suitcases full of old crap. I want to see all of it. So this includes some racy photos outside a factory in Spain. Um, there are the topless photos and she's wearing a scarf and gloves and she's like she's actually being very funny about them she's like oh classic you know oh i'm so cold and shivering and she's topless with scarf and gloves um yeah wild yeah well, then we cut to some spice girls world tour kind of news footage and it's like oh it's rumored that jerry is going to be joining them you know on this like it's like all this big thing yes because what's happening now is the spice girls are back from their tour all around the world and mm. they're now doing wembley stadium right they thought she'd come back and yeah. say goodbye that and way. that was the big rumor because i remember i didn't have sky at the time but my cousins did <laughs> so we they ordered it for me via via cable tell <laughs> excuse me <laughs> um so it was like you know 10 pounds or whatever to, right. to watch it. So I went over to watch it on cable tell. Uh-huh. And I remember thinking maybe Jerry will turn up. Well, she didn't. Turns out she was sitting in a field on the farm with Molly being literally, again, I wrote just wanging on about Mel B, but I just said, she looks gorgeous in this like golden hour light on the farm, just like staring out into the fields. She looked beautiful in this moment. Yeah. And Jerry talks about uh, a quote from the paper where yeah. Mel B said that we're stronger now. Jerry's left. We don't need her anymore. Let's just have a real weird brief uh, shot of Jerry in the studio. <laughs> Heaven knows I'm what song is less that? than perfect, baby. What song is that? Heaven knows that. It's definitely on the Schizophonic album. Ooh, problematic name. No, 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 because she changed it from Schizophrenic because she didn't want to upset anyone. So she called it Schizophonic. Okay. That's true. <laughs> no, I know. It doesn't make it any better. Oh, I know. <laughs> so she said the song is about low self-esteem. And in the school nativity, she was always the donkey or a shepherd. <laughs> she was never Mary. Mm. Heaven knows I'm perfect. <laughs> We're going to fly from that recording session to ICM management for what I wrote in all caps, a fucking wild meeting. Yes. <laughs> 
We open with a dog staring into the void. (laughs) There's a dog with its back to camera staring into the wall blankly. Also, is this official? This is is this an official meeting? Because there's just a man like standing with a cup of tea, leaning against a wall, almost like. (laughs) He didn't know it was going to happen, yeah, but he, he feels walked like into she... the room and now he's caught there. <laughs> it does feel like she just turned up. Yeah. So do you <laughs> want to tell us what she, what Jerry envisaged, vis- visions? Is that the right so, word for yes. her career? What so she, let, let's start. So much like the dog staring into the void, she's got a lot of plans. Um, one is that she's, you know, she's writing her book. It's going to be very Bridget Jones. I wrote in, in question marks. Bridget Jonesy. Bridget Jonesy. Um, in the near future, she wants to present the Brit Awards. Fair. She wants to just do a British comedy. Samantha Jones! You know, she doesn't want to do the kind of go in and become Oprah and Scylla now. Well, she doesn't at, want to do 26. T- she doesn't want to do TV right away because yeah. that would cheapen her. Yeah. So and she says that, yeah, she wants to be an Oprah so black when she's 36. Yeah, not 26. Because no one would take her seriously at 26. Exactly. And then, most importantly, she wants to be a James Bond baddie. Samantha Jones! Okay. Now let's, I know we've tried to work this out a million times. So it's 1998. Okay. okay. I, I, so I looked it, I looked it up. It to, must be Tomorrow Never Dies. Yes. It's either. No, 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 no. <laughs> I looked it up specifically so that we wouldn't okay, get okay, these. Okay. Bond. Okay. Okay. So the next Bond movie that was officially made after, I think it was 1999, obviously when this came out. World is so, Not Enough. So it's either The World is Not Enough or if there's a longer lead on production time it was die another day so i think it was the world because basically she says that she will because essentially we get to the point where it says that she's meeting the bond producers to play a female villain yes and there's a female there's a female villain the the main villain in the world is not enough is female that's That's uh, it that's the the french woman that like betrays james bond you know she she's she portrays m remember so she it's basically the that's the pipeline one with uh denise richards and remember she's She's the kind of woman that is, they, I think she gets kidnapped. Do you remember? Yes. yes and it's yes, all yes, about yes, like yes. Stockholm syndrome and she's actually the one behind it all. So Jerry was either going for that part, which I think would have made that film possibly the funniest film ever made. Cause it also starred Denise Richards as a nuclear <laughs> physicist. <laughs> or if there was a longer lead on production time, it was the Rosamund Pike role in Die Another Day. Cause Got that was it. the female bad guy in that. Either way, we were robbed of Jerry playing two quite fantastic, iconic parts. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> so at this point, we kind of smash cut from the ICM offices, and I just wrote this. <laughs> we cut to footage of Jerry tripping around Soho with her hair falling out of a bun and her, like tripping over her heels, running to meet the Bond producers. Yes, wait, I've just looked at the production of The World Is Not Enough. <laughs> Principal photography began on 17th, January 17th, 1999, and lasted until June that year. So... We're currently in 98. Yeah. Must have been that. Must have been The World Is Not Enough. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure she could have handled that role. It was quite meaty. And it it did require her to be a good guy turns into a bad guy. I'm not sure Jerry could have handled the the nuances of that. Yeah, she's French. Well, Jerry. I could have given you the world. The world is not enough. Foolish sentiment. Family motto. Samantha Jones! So, yeah, we now need to go audition for that role. So, Jerry is driving to the Bond audition. <laughs> she She's wearing sort of... I've written great slick, chunky heels. Slick and chunky. Yeah. That's right. This is very Valerie Cherish, this moment as well. Mm-hmm. Just kind of her tripping around Soho, like her hair's coming out of a bun. You know, Jane slash Molly has decided to inexplicably play the Bond music in the final cut of this documentary. Not inexplicably, <laughs> like justifiably so. Well, yeah, so. it's very, very funny. And then what does Molly ask about... 
So at the right at the last minute, Jerry's like walking into the audition and Molly says, would you go all the way to get it? You know, would, would you take something off? And Jerry's like, what? Oh, no, <laughs> no, I've done all that. Wild. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> so talking of hair falling out of a bun, <laughs> what's the next scene? We're back. We're back at the cottage. Yeah. Back at that the dairy sponge, farm. The sponge painted dairy farm cottage. And uh, Janine's over. Yeah. Uh, Jerry's having her hair done and she's just chit chatting away to Janine. Oh, this is a hectic, it's a hectic kitchen because Janine's doing, her friend Janine's doing Jerry's hair. There's a baby crying. But... Anna, Anna's in and out of the room, obviously either tending to the baby or washing up. because <laughs> Spanish mum Anna. Yeah. yeah. Constantly grabbing that. There was a very visible bottle of fairy at one point. <laughs> but like the really 90s bottle of yep, fairy like white. the very plain white one with the baby on it mm-hmm. just constantly squirting that fairy into that plastic yellow washing up bowl yeah <laughs> so jerry didn't get the part she didn't get the yeah. bottom part samantha jones yeah and this point janine's janine sits down with her baby and she's it's just a lot of like chat she's like jerry's just gotta learn to love herself and she really essentially in front of jerry has a really devastating conversation with molly where she basically talks about jerry like she's not there and she's like jerry hasn't got any friends yeah and then jerry's mom says you know i just think you know jerry if you had like a simple life like you like have Janine. Janine. <laughs> just honestly the star of this documentary is Anna, just savaging everyone from that yellow plastic washing up bowl oh. <laughs> so so good um jerry says she just wants to be happy molly asks janine what was it like when she was in the spice girls and janine was like oh no it was way worse yeah, it's even worse yeah <laughs> she said she goes she you know, essentially says god yeah she was so annoying <laughs> yeah should we uh should we take a quick break before we wildly pivot to the un <laughs> <laughs> let's where are we oh, do you know what we're having a meeting with the un why not <laughs> <laughs> why not okay i have to say at this point in the documentary we have gorged on so many celeb documentaries over the years mm. so many of them have so many of, most of them are not great and have very little substance and right. very little going on particularly more recent years of trying to make or think of you know the saturday's reality show right. trying to like <laughs> make something out of absolutely yeah. nothing there is so much happening in yeah. this one documentary it's so meaty yeah. and legit. We're like we're like one bite into the gammon and there's still so much more gammon to go. <laughs> I mean, she's been asked to be a UN ambassador. <laughs> so we're at the UN. What? <laughs> well, I don't think we're officially at the UN yet, are we? This seems to be some kind of satellite UN office because we yes. very officially go to the UN later. That's right. I feel like this looks like my old office building. Yeah, back in London in Shepherd's Bush. You know which building I'm talking about, <laughs> yep, right? Exactly. <laughs> Has that real air of like 90s dead funky meeting rooms. So, well... We've... Huge bottle of Vitale water on the table. Did you notice that? Yeah. <laughs> we've just gone from that that 90s uh, decorated cottage at the dairy farm, at the back of the dairy farm, to a meeting with the UN. Just need to point that out. Yeah, I'm not really sure. My only notes from this really are about how it looks like my old office building, the Vitale water bottle, and just the sheer, like, the women's hair in this meeting, like... <laughs> 1998 was such big hair mm. such big like kind of fluffy fluffy unruly hair lovely like productless huge volume i loved it well like no that's a lie not productless but we're like just deep into hairspray Pro- and mousse product fool. <laughs> just like hairspray and mousse but no like no smoothing products i i'm sorry i did really going off track but i was just so mesmerized by all their hair so Jerry's been asked to be a goodwill ambassador for sexual and reproductive health. Mm. Jerry says for the first time in her life, her mum is proud of her. 
she is just so excited yeah. and flattered and saying in the meeting, I just, I have to ask, why have you chosen me? <laughs> yeah. Like, it's really... She's very sweet oh, in that meeting. Oh, so <laughs> lovely. Oh, God, we're back to that sponge-painted kitchen again, and she's uh, just talking about being lonely. But I she's... do like her hair did look good after being kind of re-blonded. It looks good <laughs> in this scene. She's got... Wait, well, what's her name's done that? Her friend. Janice is that Janice, her name Something Janet, like Janet it is. Janine Janine, Janine. <laughs> <laughs> so we're back at the farm Jerry's talking about the fact she has three or four nice friends and it gets the weekend and the work stops and she has nothing to do and in terms of relationships she can't have a fling because it's just not worth it yeah I thought that was interesting about at the weekend she's got nothing to do yeah. so that that's why she just wants to work and do stuff mm. You would though, wouldn't you? Oh my God, post Spice Girls Jerry, I would be saying yes to so much stuff. So we we need to get to the UN headquarters in New York City. Oh my God, so... well, do you know what? I'm going to pop on a black beret for this trip. I fucking love this look. She's wearing a black beret and um and sun- black sunglasses, and she's just pounding through uh, like Heathrow Airport. I got a real, we got a real, real solid shot of a WH Smith in the background. Did you see that? <laughs> real solid shot of it. Sorry. So. Both before she leaves and when she lands in New York, the press are inside the airport. I yeah. didn't understand that. How? Yeah, how no, that is like... true. They were they're inside the airport at LAX as well. That's why you get pictures of people coming like in the terminal walking. Oh, out of I it. guess it, like, there's like a certain in. yeah. I th- isn't that what TMZ stands for? Like thirty mile zone or something? Oh, I don't know. Oh, about. I'm getting. I think I'm getting a few things mixed up all at the same time here. There's definitely a thing in LAX. that's like a certain part that they can go into got it um i've got a question for you mm -hmm. she lands in new york and someone from gmtv tries to talk to her (laughs) hi jerry hi Hi, jerry Jerry. it's trish from gmtv it's gmtv (laughs) now who would you speak to if you're going to speak to anything who would you speak to probably gmtv gmtv yeah not the times not like when the times is begging her for a a quote in heathrow i would do i would do lorraine yeah alison hammond if alison hammond was there of course but alison Come in the car. Yeah. I'll give you whatever you want. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I would try and do a little, I do like an NPR thing right. as well. I do. Okay. I would do Lorraine, Alison Hammond, NPR for the States, <laughs> and then also BBC Scotland. Right. But quite specifically BBC Scotland. <laughs> okay, done. Good to know. Yeah. It's a good thing Jerry's having some time to, to get ready because she doesn't want to meet Coley and Anne. <laughs> Kofi and then oh, she yeah, corrects us. No, no, I'm, I'm saying she corrects herself. So okay. good for her. Okay. She gets it right. So yeah, she's greeted in New York by GMTV. Then she gets into a limo. It's wildly filled with full glass whiskey decanters. Did you see that? <laughs> it wasn't like limo specific bottles of alcohol. It was full on like a, like a posh crystal decanters of like whiskey. I was like, what a... Who's paying for this limo, do you think? Uh, uh, unclear. The UN? That's what I mean, because if it's the UN, that's pretty extravagant. Or is it Jerry? I mean, who knows? (laughs) So I've also written here, this has always been my pitch for Jerry since leaving the Spice Girls. I think, well, now in particular, she should do all the Spice Girls related things. And, you know, she, she's fine for money. She's those, always going to uh, be famous. Those app ads that they're doing at Whatever the Whatever they're doing. And you tour at that. <laughs> I'm going to just gloss over those app ads. But then everything in her spare time should just be charity. Yeah. like it, Or, like, just goodwill things. Because well, how how glamorous would that be? Well, aren't you aren't you referring to Rainbow Woman? Mm. Was that a charity? Was that a YouTube show? What? what? But here's she my got in a tank, I think. But here's my thing: the Spice Girls related things could fuel. She's yeah. always going to that thirst and quench yeah. for just wanting to 
you know, deal with the quench of being famous and yeah. being a Spice Girl. And she can always do, and they'll always be successful. But then just do all charity work. Yeah. Really glamorous charity work. That's my pitch, Jerry. Well, at this point we get a... Also, also, I'm a man telling you what to do with your life. Do whatever you want with your life. But that's just, you know, just a thought. <laughs> well, at this point we get a wild, tiny mini story where she says, oh, do you know what? I had this friend, Ronnie... And he wanted me to, you know, go around and sing at curry houses with him and sing The Girl from Empanema. And I was like, well, excuse me? Empanema. <laughs> I do love the yeah. idea of her going around all the curry houses of Watford with Ronnie just singing Tall some songs. Tall and tender, <laughs> then the lovely. The girl. Actually, her voice would suit yeah. that. We're the Spice Girls ready to go. Ladies and gents, would you please take your nan bread? Enjoy the curry show. Speaking of singing... We get to the hotel, don't we? So do you, because I couldn't quite work out what was happening. It's that Molly put the actual backing track in afterwards, didn't she? Because it was, Jerry was singing along to a instrumental New York, New York. And it didn't sound, I felt like I I couldn't, I wasn't getting where it was coming from in the room. So I don't feel like it was, I don't feel like it was, what's the word when music plays in a a scene? Oh, we know this from our studies. This This is Future Fraser. Uh, What me and Ben couldn't remember is the term diegetic and non-diegetic music thank you university worth the debt bye who cares but she's in her hotel room and she's jumping around on the sofa singing and she's pulling the blinds up and down and (laughs) she in general she says that she's it feels like she has a job and it's giving her purpose yeah i guess there is that thing of we're freelancers when you've had moments where you're not working you do feel like what am i doing right and having a job does give you structure and um, just keeps you going. And that's why I don't believe in uh, any benefits um, or people scrounging off the system. No, Uh-oh. no, no. Molly, Molly May. Uh-oh, no. <laughs> My new favourite UK uh, scandal, Molly May. Once again for a UN meeting, she is going to be doing her own makeup. Yeah. <laughs> There's a really great shot of her leaning her head out the window. And she's like, New York City. And then they show the view and it's the other side of like an apartment building with all like the AC units coming out of people's windows. <laughs> I was like... There you go. That's it. <laughs> yes. So, where are we going next? Well, they, they basically say, like, the UN have called a surprise press conference. And then I just said, oh, I remember this outfit. I remember this this look so clearly, her UN ambassador mm-hmm. first press conference look. And then again, I wrote, again, I'm genuinely scared for Jerry. I was yeah. so nervous for her. I'm going to read the exact line. Unfortunately, the UN has called an immediate press conference for which Jerry has had no time to prepare. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I got so nervous because they basically, there's a shot of, you know, Jane, as I'm just calling her Jane from now on. Jane's like kind of almost like running some practice questions with her. And she's kind of like, I think actually at this point, Molly was actually kind of, she does seem like she's on Jerry's side. Like she's trying to make sure she doesn't really fuck up. So she's kind of asking her about like reproductive rights and those kind of questions. And Jerry's like, getting so nervous that she's accidentally saying things like pro-life and just yeah. kind of like, really, like, I got so scared for her because it's like, you know, Jerry's not a bad person and her intention is to say the right thing. And, the you know, she's really like actually excited about doing it. And I was like, oh God, even though I know she didn't go in there and say she was pro-life, I still felt like she might. And then we see her in the press conference and she is an utter pro yeah like even when way- that man asks that insane fucking question about uh, the u.s government funding the u.n oh yeah because there's that moment where that guy asks <laughs> essentially four questions in one and jerry's like well i've just started but come back to me in a year and perhaps i'll have answers to your questions <laughs> but then, so i'm very impressed with it but then she starts to go a little too far yeah. and she's like if i could save just one person's <laughs> yeah. life then i'll do it <laughs> 
Yeah, she she yeah she's slightly unraveled, but only only ever so slightly. Yeah, so impressive. Yeah, it's really good. So impressive. But you know what? We're gonna have to debrief and have a have a lunch afterwards. Is that Angela Merkel? I didn't know. I, literally, I felt like I, I actually wrote this. The UN stuff looks like it was filmed in 1982. I didn't no. understand what was happening. Everyone's hair was insane. There was that man called Sterling D. Scruggs. And I couldn't understand what he was saying. He had a tie with birds on it. Yeah, they go to a meeting that I honestly looked like it took place in maybe like 1992. It yes. felt like it had strong 92 vibes. I've just written so boring, wood paneling. boring lunch with bad food and bad china. Yeah. That's what I've written. And like, it looked like warm white wine being like glasses yeah, being really, clicked really together. thick glasses. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, with a real thick kind of Chardonnay in it. like. But in general, I just wrote, that was so exciting. Well done, Jerry. Yeah, really happy for her. Oh. And, uh, you know, could have done with maybe just a little palette cleanser of like a shot of some scenery to get us, not just smash cut directly into like, where F- was she? Like F- 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 F.A.O. Schwartz. Schwartz. Like shots of Jerry just stuffing uh, stuffed monkeys onto a shelf. It was very odd. So she's in F.A.O. Schwartz and... She, talk, she talks to a little girl, a little American girl who sees her and is starstruck and just keeps on saying, hi, um, <laughs> hi. And Jerry's very sweet with her. She's very British. And then You're going Mo- to a party. You're going to go to a party in your frilly frock. <laughs> and Molly is saying, Jerry, why are we here? <laughs> and, and Jerry is very honest and she says, look, I had a very deprived childhood. And I didn't really have many toys. So now I like to come to places like this. So she buys herself a toy monkey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was that was tough. And then uh, we we really close in on that monkey while we have a very one of the most depressing scenes of the whole documentary, which is just her being really upset that not one member of her family has called her to congratulate her for the UN I press know. conference. Tough. Now, this is okay. It was on Sky. It was on Sky. So <laughs> Molly says, "But they have their own lives, Jerry. Everyone else is watching." Um, and then we've got a lovely scene where Tor, P.A. Tor, is <laughs> just leaning against the door frame, saying, talking how she doesn't think Jerry's happy and she thinks that she'd be happy if she wasn't still trying to be famous. Yeah. And then we come back to the UK and maybe one of the most glamorous shots of all time is Jerry asleep on Concord. Concord. <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> Going back to the dairy farm. Well, there was some foreshadowing in Tor's comments where she said like, oh, I just don't think, she's like, you know, I just can't picture, you know, Jerry getting married and having kids and living on a farm. It's literally what she does now. Yeah. Yeah. She literally predicts, kind of predicts Jerry's future, which is funny. But yeah. So I actually, I, I, I wrote a note to ask Ben, this is Concord, right? Because oh I was my like, God. Yeah. if anyone's going to be able to recognize Concord, it's oh Ben. Oh God, my dream, <laughs> my dream was, oh. I want to go on Concord so badly. It's fine. We'll resurrect it for your like for your fortieth. We'll... What in three years' time we're going to resurrect Concord? <laughs> oh fuck! I don't feel like I'm going to make enough money in three years I to do that. Con- Sometimes I watch on YouTube. There is um, <laughs> there's a clip of someone's like videoed clearly on what the time was like a twenty thousand dollar camcorder in like nineteen eighty eight, and it's either Christmas or New Year's Eve, and they're on Concord. It's like my dream. Well, never forget the iconic. Ab Fab episode door handle where they fly on Concord to One New of my York favorite episodes. to find a door handle. So good. So we're back in Heathrow in the UK and her brother Max is picking her up. Yeah. And I thought Ooh. I I actually appreciated this because Molly says to Max, "So did you see any of the? Did you see any of it? Any of the UN press conference?" And he says, "No." Yeah, he's being a bit of a shit brother, <sighs> but he's also being like, "Well, you know what? I've 
forwarded the tapes. I'm going right. to watch it. If you're a brother of a Spice Girl, yeah. after three years... So there's only so much you can take. A straight brother yeah. of a Spice Girl. Yeah. How would you know what to watch and yeah. what not to What's watch? What's important. Yeah, completely. Like, you'd have no clue Yeah, anymore. it does feel like that's slightly some of the, the push and pull with her, isn't it? It's like, all right, I think maybe they've been congratulating you for a while, but they, they, they just, you know, it's too much. But at the same too time... But, hmm, but at the same time, Jerry's right, but he's also right. Yeah. I'm on both sides in this. And then we... Obviously, we're back with Anna, and she's uh, washing up again. <laughs> yeah. Now, do you want to? I, I just want to have take a real quick moment to to discuss what we think is on that. There's a couple of racks behind her. There is a genuine spice rack, but there's also a rack with boxes of cereal on it. Um, oh, okay. I definitely recognised Weetabix because I could see the yellow box and I could kind of see the logo. But what other cereal did you think there was? Well, in one scene, I swear she's what she's eating shreddies. <laughs> Weirdly, but I I do think at this stage in time, Jerry would be very all brand. Uh, <laughs> she wrote all brand. What I about all brand. What about Alpen? Yep, I wrote. I literally wrote Weetabix, Alpen, and all brand. There you go. <laughs> we know our Jerry. Muesli. Muesli. That's a bowl of muesli also, in the morning. This is such an annoying. Is anything drier and dustier than muesli? It's literal <laughs> like it's old like dust in a bag. It's so horrible. <laughs> It's like when you're in like a, I would say when you're on a building site. If you have ever been in a house that's getting some work done in it, there's just, it's like there's muesli dust over everything. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what gets me now? This is a real boring adult thing to say. If you, if you ate now some muesli or some shreddies, you'd be like, I'm eating pure sugar. Yeah. Or all bran as well. Well, I used to, because shreddies actually didn't, shreddies actually technically didn't have sugar. Like if you got frosted ones, they had sugar like obviously yeah. on them. Mm-hmm. So what I used to do is be like, I was, when I was a kid, I was like, well, can't just eat this bowl of like plain shreddies. I would put sugar on top of my shreddies. Regular of regular shreddies. Just like a spoonful yeah. of sugar on. Yeah, no, no, not frosted, not frosted shreddies. We always had plain shreddies mm. that I could then really double the amount of sugar on by doing it Got myself. It. I thought I was being dead healthy. Mm. So I would maybe mix um some regular shreddies and some all bran. And then we would have like a always in the kitchen, a giant tub of um that those raisins in that yeah. red tub what's that sun sun made sun made with the made in the front <laughs> yeah and so i'd have a huge big handful of raisins in there speaking of raisins do you mm-hmm. know what i did like was the do you remember they <gasps> were the raisin bran no, no 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 i loved raisin bran but it, they were they're like the squares they're like a raisin... the little little kind of shredded re- wheat uh-huh. square but it had each one had an individual like raisin in the middle of it what were they i don't remember what they were called was it a red a purple pack. It was a purple box, yeah. And it was, they were like called, were they called raisin brands? No, that's literally what you just, just said. said. They're called raisin wheats. We'll find that. Yeah. I, would, I loved them. I'm always Each intrigued. Each one had a little sweet, a sweet raisin in it. Always intrigued by the fact that you like raisins. Really throws me. Well, you know, it's like how I like wasabi. None of, nothing makes any sense. No. <laughs> so in the kitchen, yeah, Jerry's making a, a cup of coffee for Molly. Cause, um, because of course... No, wait a minute, sorry. Anna's making a cup of... Yeah. So in the kitchen, Anna, Jerry's Spanish mother, who's Spanish, just so you know, because her mum is Spanish. Uh, Jerry's um, Spanish mother has come to wash up. (laughs) (laughs) And and making a cup of coffee for Molly. And then Jerry stomps into the room and she's like, stop interviewing my mum. And she doesn't want her mum to get famous. She wants her mum to remain being a mother. She's like, Molly, stop wasting your film. Yeah, and it's like, actually, some of the most electrifying moments for me have been watching Anna washing up at that yellow plastic washing up bowl. I loved it. But that is that classic thing of in a documentary, well, any documentary filmmaker, a good one always goes for the thing that's not really meant to be the main thing. Completely. completely. And that's that's Anna. Our Anna. So we've been at the cottage at the back of the dairy farm, but do you know what? Jerry's getting, Jerry's getting into real estate. 
She, what has she bought, though? Like a house, right? Just like a regular house. She has bought an 18-room <laughs> monastery. So Jerry, Does she still live there? Je, no. I've looked into it. Jerry <laughs> Jerry bought this 18-room monastery when she's in the Spice Girls, and she's been secretly renovating it, and she's going to show it to her mum for the first time. So she drives her mum in, and her mum is speechless, and she just keeps on saying, it's very big. <laughs> yeah. You're going to look so small inside. And then classic Anna... All these windows to clean. And then she works out, oh, no, wait a minute. Those are the type, types of windows that they, they, like, pop out and swing in. Okay, yeah. that's how you clean yeah, them. she's completely fine with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, and she just kind of does a little tour of the house in its current state. And I think it looks like it's going to be kind of nice. I think it looks going to be gorgeous. Yeah, well, we'll get to some of those decor Choices later. at the end. Because you know what? You know what comes around once a year? A birthday. So we're going to have to celebrate someone's birthday. Oh. And that is Prince Charles 50th. Oh. So we are at the... Take, take it away. I need to just yeah. sit back and breathe a bit before <laughs> so we get into So we're at this. the... Was it the Palladium or the Lyceum Theatre? We're at one of the... Well, sure. One of the many theatres of London's glittering West End. And, uh, you know, Jerry's arrived and she's kind of in her dressing room. And we have a very sweet moment where a... She's writing a note for a fan at the standing outside and she writes like, oh, you know, thanks for thanks for supporting me. I'm really nervous. Lots of love, Jerry. She goes out and gives it to the fan. Do you, did you think it looked like the fan was dressed as Jerry at the UN? Like she'd done, it was oh. like she'd done cosplay where she was like, she's like, oh, I'm going to dress like Jerry did at the UN. She looks really like smart Aww, and like had a little cute. like breast cancer ribbon on and looked like she's wearing like a little blazer. She looked really, I felt like she was like a true fan who was like, I'm going to, Jerry's in a new era and I'm going to do it too. Oh my God. Just thinking about that, if that is correct. How cool that a pop star yeah. is encouraging people to get into breast cancer <laughs> yeah. awareness and the UN? Yeah, it's great. Oh my great. God. And um, yeah, so, you know, again, th- her PR person's like talking. He's like, basically, I got so nervous for her because he said, oh, just so you know, I've spoken, you know, all the papers are basically holding a page to put the picture of you in this dress, yeah. you in a dress on the stage. I was like, oh my God, this is so much pressure. So much pressure. And this is her first public appearance singing since the Spice Girls. Yeah. So Jerry's backstage. She's going to trot around. And this again, this is so sweet. She's going <laughs> to trot around and like say good luck to people. And like just see people. First of all, who does she see? Well, she opens her door and da-da-da-da. <laughs> just Roger Moore's just like literally lurking outside of her door. And he's like, oh, what's going on in here? I oh, know. that was a good... That's that's a good, good Roger Moore impression. Couldn't do that again. No. <laughs> um, and then Jerry's also, she's getting ready. We'll come back to the other celebs that mm. she sees in a little bit. So she's getting ready in another toilet. She's always yeah. in a toilet in this she show. Is. And then she just sits, sits down and just does a full interview with, with Molly while she just, she's not on the toilet, but she sits on the toilet. Yeah. And she's shouting to the, she opens the window, she's shouting to the fans outside. And yeah, Molly asks, Evita work. Molly asks, why, uh, Jerry, why do you still want fame? And Jerry says, she kind of points to the girls screaming her name outside the window. Um, and she essentially says she wants people to continue to know her and more people to know her so she can do good. Yeah. So that's pretty much it. Meanwhile, oh, this I, sequence. Okay. I almost cried. And then they, they showed who was coming into her dressing room. Who comes in? George Michael. So, I, like, I'm, I'm not actually being facetious when I tell you. I, I like, my eyes pricked like a little, I like started welling up a little bit. I love George Michael so much. Do you? Yeah, I like love him. It's pretty cool. I, like, he's so cool. I love his like solo music, like a lot. He's like one of the only like male artists I actually ever want to listen to. I love his life. I love that he didn't give a fuck. I love that he was, it was like the 90s and he was, everyone was so homophobic and he was still being like, yeah, I go to Hampstead Heath and like, suck dick like whatever who gives a fuck like he was just 
He was so, so good. I love him. Back, so yeah, he's being lovely and looking so hot. Yeah. He's 35 here. Oh my God, we're older than George Michael in, yeah. the, in this. Jesus. But it's it's like 1998. Yeah. So a 35-year-old gay man in 1998 yeah. looks... I mean, we're really just trying to appease ourselves yeah. now, but... He did have a... I loved his earrings. I'm just noticing... Oh, he looks so cool. You and I both got a little dingle-dangle. Yeah! Like George Michael in our ears. <laughs> oh my God, side note. I listened to a podcast, Alan Cummings podcast, and Ooh. Jerry comes on it, and they talk they they talk about some crazy, crazy things, including a story where Jerry's like, so Alan Cummings tells a story about meeting Elizabeth Taylor, and Jerry's like, oh, I used to have some some jewelry of Elizabeth Taylor's. George and I went to a um an, a, a bit uh, an auction. And I bought some of her stuff, but then someone stole it. So someone out there has her jewelry. Oh. It's like the most <laughs> crazy story. Anyway. Um, so she's she's basically talking about how she's going to, she's looking for a, a dog. And she is mm-hmm. uh, specifically a, a jujitsu or shiatsu dog. <laughs> <laughs> really talking around the word shitsu. Jerry and George is like, Jerry, it's, it's shitsu. Come on. And <laughs> um, meanwhile, another homosexual in the room, we see Kenny Ho, the mm-hmm. stylist. Yeah. Fun fact about him. He designed all the 1998 Spice World tour outfits. Ah. Yeah. Remember him. Gonna, let's get some more famous faces, yeah. shall we? So Jerry goes around. Again, this for me is classic Jerry, a bit misguided, a little bit full of herself, but ultimately really, really it's, sweet. I write, I write the exact same thing. I said, it's the very essence of Jerry. It's well-meaning and annoying at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> so she goes around knocking in everyone's dressing room doors to wish them luck for the show. Yeah. Samantha Jones. Oh, Stephen Fry. Stephen Fry, another homosexual. Then Desmond Llewellyn, a.k.a. Q. Yeah. James Bond. So, so we we meet so many Bond people in this. It's wild. Yeah. Um, yeah. She's just she's just so sweet. And I will say just real quick about George Michael. We'll come back to this when they do go to the Battersea Dogs Home later. <laughs> but every scene with Jerry and George has a creature comforts kind of vibe to it, which is just literally like, oh, because he's like, oh, you know, I think they've got really those shits. They've got really nice temperament. Well, it just depends on the temperament of the dog. You yeah. Know? Real creature comforts bullshit. I love it. Also, the fact that you could say coming up later when we talk about Jerry and George, <laughs> George Michael going to Battersea Dogs such a, Home. Such a throwaway scene of her at Battersea Dogs such Home a as well. Scene. But imagine any other I don't know, I don't know, documentary or nowadays reality show. That would be the season finale. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so Jerry's rehearsing her song on the toilet. Ooh, she's so gonna, nervous. She's going to be singing Happy Birthday in the style of Marilyn Monroe, unaccompanied. She is wearing a blue satin dress. Fucking hell. Oh, she, she looks, looks amazing. She looks stunning. So good. Oh, so good. And I it's love... Like the best she's ever looked, I think, in I this I love the, that quiet, like, very, like, backstage, a very high-end event, and someone's... <laughs> Lots of people, but it's quite hush. Yeah, and the theatre. Putting on that satin dress. <laughs> you just see like ripples of satin, and then someone's brushing her gorgeous hair. Everything's very. Oh, yeah, they, like st- they stood in silence, didn't they, while they're like all quaffing her. Lovely. So she goes out on stage, and she has her big moment, and she sounds good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I said she looks so good, and I wrote, I'm absurdly proud of her, considering I I'm watching know. something that I already know is happening uh, that happened in 1998. I, I was absurdly proud of her. Then we get a wild <laughs> roll call of people standing on the stage for the applause. At the end, we've got, why don't we go back and forth? We've got John Collins, <laughs> Stephen Fry, Rowan Atkinson, Robbie Williams, Robbie Williams, <laughs> all entertaining the royals. Yeah, really strange. Is that, it, it really is that. I don't know. It feels so weird. Yeah. I know it still happens, but... And also, did you notice how incredibly, like, 
incredibly far away the footage of the royal box was combined with the fact that we're watching it on youtube you know i i could i was like i i think prince charles is one of those people i can see in that box so when I thought that this show couldn't get any more 90s, I was like, okay, I've just seen Robbie Williams's face. Like, it's the 90s. I get it. We smash cut to Phil, the newsreader on The Big Breakfast. Phil Gale. Phil doing the Big Gale. Breakfast News with Johnny Vaughn and Denise Van Outen. <laughs> Fucking hell. I forgot how insane The Big Breakfast was. Do you know what I forgot is how much the camera used to... The cameraman was clearly like handheld and it literally like, it's like they're running at Johnny and Denise. They're sitting down talking, but the camera's like, whoosh, yeah. whoosh. And uh, basically they're asking Phil Gale's opinion of the performance and he's very polite and nice and just kind of says like, oh, you know, yeah, she, she did that. Mm-hmm. And then Johnny Vaughan kind of goes on a bit of a rant about it saying like, oh, she's, it's really annoying. Like she's really, oh, she's really getting on my nerves. And then Denise is like, well, that's not what you were saying before. Yeah. So what are you talking about? <laughs> and then... We see Jerry in the, 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 the dairy farm cottage. I wrote eating shreddies and reading the paper. <laughs> yeah. And she comments directly on what Johnny said. Yeah. She's like, well, that Johnny yeah. on, on Big Breakfast did this. But then Denise is like, come on, you weren't seeing that before. Yeah. But also, we've got the newspapers they're in, aren't they? Yeah. And it's also worth noting that when she goes to read the newspapers, Anna's washing up again. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I made a note every time I saw Anna washing up and she was doing it again. You can hear the mugs clinking in the background. I mean... There is something kind of amazing that, I mean, I, I know she, she must have made so much money in the Spice Girls, but after two two or three years of being the Spice Girls, she's living in this pretty shit cottage. Yeah, really strange environment. And it's also worth noting, even though this is not what this scene was about, that there was a washing machine in the kitchen yeah. um, and the microwave was on top of the washing machine. Yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> All these white goods everywhere. Yeah, a lot of white goods. So, Jerry... <laughs> <laughs> Jerry has the Sun newspaper and she's on the front page with Prince Charles and she's just saying, I'm just not bad for for a girl from Watford. Not bad. Mm. Meanwhile, in the background, there's a jar of Sun Pat, (laughs) crunchy peanut butter. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so (laughs) should we drive down a one-way street the wrong way to Battersea Dog's home? (laughs) Oh my God, yes. So Jerry's now driving. Yeah. And um, Jane Fallon tells her to drive the wrong way down a one-way street. <laughs> and Jerry at this point says that she's now kind of annoyed with the filming. Yeah. It started off like she wanted a friend and, you know, she, but now it's just it's kind of annoying. She's a bit over it. Yeah. yeah. So speaking of creature comforts, we get a full creature comfort scene of Jerry and George at Battersea Dog's home. Just to reference Creature Comforts, because I never oh, saw of it. of course, of course. Explain so, cre- what you mean. So Creature Comforts is this show that was on in the 90s and basically... Um, it was an anim- it was like claymation animation from like the Wallace and Gromit people. And what they would do is they would go out on the street and interview like say two old ladies in the street and they'd talk about a really mundane topic and then they would use that audio and it would be footage of like two parrots sitting in a cage. And it was like this really fun thing of, yeah, like really exotic animals or like two tigers in a zoo. But they're literally like, oh, and I said to him, I said, Sandra, I said, you could pick me up at 3.30. I, I use Creature Covers as a reference all the time. I'm going to find a clip of it for you to post because... If you haven't seen it, it's just too good. So Jerry uh, is with George and they're yeah. looking at dogs and they really seem like genuine friends, the yeah, two of them. they really do. Which is so, I, I can imagine George, well, in the same way that we love Jerry, George is just like a homosexual who's just like, finds Jerry yeah. really funny, but also wants to support her. Yeah, for sure. So and I, I've basically just said that you and I are just like George Michael. <laughs> so there's a really sad looking oh, dog. Yeah. And Jerry's like, that dog looks so sad. And the person working there said, well, yeah, its owner died. 
And then Jerry just starts crying. Yeah. Oh. She's a little too fragile for that kind of news, isn't she? I find it really sad. Yeah. And then when this is the first, we actually get to see this is the first meeting of her meeting her beloved dog, Harry. Yeah. And I'm so proud of myself because in my notes I wrote, is that dog called Harry? And oh. then I was like, how is that dog's name in my brain? Oh, 100%. <laughs> Harry the Shih Tzu. Harry the Shih Tzu. So wait a minute, this was 1998. Eight. Yeah. So probably lived to 2010 yeah. max. Yeah. I said 2010. The dog lived in, until 2016. Oh, you go, Harry. So <laughs> so it was at least... Oh, because it's a puppy, yeah. isn't it? To 18. Yeah. Good That's for you, pretty Harry. good. Oh, I hope, he, I hope he died before, like, the EU referendum and the election that year. Yeah. Maybe that killed him. Yeah. Shit. Political. So, <laughs> she gets Harry. Yeah. So, uh, so now we're going to be moving out of the dairy cottage. This is... The final scene yeah. in this extravaganza. Anna's cleaning. <laughs> She's hoovering. Yeah. I just wrote that the pine furniture won't suit the new house. No, no. Because at all. Jerry's standing there looking at the removal van saying, Oh, those are all my belongings there. I'm like, you don't don't yeah. bring the Leave don't that bring... pine in the cottage. Yeah, it's just but where would it go? I don't know. Do you think maybe like there's a converted barn. Maybe. And she just shoves the pine cottage in there in the monastery. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, and I, it's no, it's worth noting that um, Anna gets one final washing up session in in that house as they're moving out. It's like she's like, oh, we've got to wash up just those mugs that we used to have a cup of tea this morning. Which is <laughs> also doing that really sweet thing of making sure she leaves it clean. Yeah. And at one point, Mom, Anna says, <laughs> oh, wait a minute. What about the garden furniture? And it's just this shot <laughs> of a plastic chair that's been blown over in the wind. And Jerry's like, it's fine. She's Mom. like, leave it. Leave it. <laughs> yeah. And then I just, even though I said it already, I thought it was really sweet when she was saying goodbye to the farmer. And she literally said, thank you so much for protecting me. I think Jerry clearly rented this place and the farmers never spoke to the press. Yeah. Or if anyone said, is Jerry living there? They'd be like, don't know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah. I think it was that kind Seems of thing. like really like genuinely nice person. That, and then, because yeah. because it's all like, I can't remember what she said, but she's like, she's like, oh, you know, I gave Sandra my address. So, you know, you can, uh, you can come over and say hi. Like, it's like, oh, so nice. Also, Jerry is most comfortable in a farm setting. Yes, it completely. turns out. As completely. we now know in her gorgeous, wherever she lives now. <laughs> so. The Rainbow Woman Farm. The new house. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. She walks in and someone's painting some columns gold. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really interesting mix of, there are some very classic, chic, lovely yeah. updates. And then there are a few things. Yeah. Like the, the red dining room with a giant Fuck flat screen me, TV. That dining room. Fucking hell. But also kind of fun and dramatic. <laughs> then we get, we get possibly one of the most uh, comeback moments ever, which is... Jerry's like talking about this uh, this dressing table in, in a bedroom mm. and she's saying how it's like really similar to the one in like her dollhouse as a child. And she's kind of just waffling on and on and on. And then she just turns to uh, to Molly and she just goes, you know, what, what, what do you think, Molly? You know, is, is this is this your taste? And Molly just goes, um, no. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry's face is like, you can see behind like her pleasant smile. She's like, fuck me i'm gonna have to renovate this whole place no so she's funny. not thinking that I, I i appreciate molly so much in this because molly is completely like an independent yeah. thinker not won over by jerry intrigued yeah. by jerry but she's not just gonna say yes to yeah. everything jerry wants <laughs> completely also i just have to say my dream scenario is having a house and they're just people working on it in every <laughs> yeah. corner there's someone like finishing a column there's someone <laughs> moving something like there's just well then there's just <laughs> there's just shit getting done yeah. everywhere. Love it. Okay, 
So <laughs> there's this final moment where Jerry says that, well, she goes into one of the bedrooms and it's a spare room and Jerry's mum thinks it's really creepy. Oh yeah, she says the bed looks like a coffin. Yeah, it's like this big old <laughs> bed. And Jerry says that that room, it, it smells like her dad. She went in one mm. day and just really smelled of her, like her dad. And she said, it's like he's come to stay, which I thought was really cute. <laughs> then we, we kind of end this on this kind of bizarre moment where she turns on a gramophone and kind of we see shots of the house. But did you notice one of the final shots was a really wide shot of just Anna cleaning a lamp? Oh, was it? Yeah, she's on, literally on her knees, like, scrubbing this, like, stand of a lamp. I was like, Anna, God bless you. Oh. <laughs> she fucking cleaned the shit out of that house. And then one of the final shots is Jerry on that staircase with Harry the dog. Yeah. Now, I seem to remember Jerry, when she got into yoga, lived in this house. And she did, she would do, like, head poses in that exact spot. Right. You know, if you had, like, a double staircase yeah. that meets in the middle. Imagine Jerry, Jerry yoga, just <laughs> in the middle there. <laughs> Wow. Oh, it was so good. I, I feel like I feel full of gammon. That was, <laughs> full of gammon. that was the most perfect pop culture documentary because it's incredibly well made. Mm. It, there's so much in it, but it's also still kind of trashy into our taste. Yeah. Perfect. It's like that perfect bridging of all worlds. Yeah. I'm glad we got to talk about cereal. That was a really good one. <laughs> <laughs> really talk in depth I about mean, cereal. We went from the UN to cereal <laughs> to George Michael and Battersea Dogs Home to <laughs> some Sun Pat crunchy peanut butter and a plastic garden chair. It's oh, and tax evasion in tax France. Tax evasion in France. Oh my God, so glamorous. <laughs> so thank you so much for listening. Yes. Happy New Year. I know we're very well past the new year the new year bells the new year hogmanay oh god <laughs> but we are going to have our regular episodes every other week we're yes. going to have an american topic and a british topic so get excited about that we just thought we'd do this as a, a treat to begin the year yeah as ever get in touch on our instagram on our email on the twitter rate and review us on apple Podcasts, and thank you so much for listening yes bye you're welcome samantha jones you are right up my street. Oh, you can't make me choose. I go and buy Toyota. Sponsors T4. Fuck me, Lee Ryan's 13. I remember we couldn't remember the word for table. <gasps>